for uh, endowing us with riches, true riches. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify you. And we thank you, Lord, for imparting wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So today we're going to talk about full recovery. And we're, amen. And we're going to talk about the fact that, that Jesus can tell us to take no thought for certain things because the word also promises us full recovery. So that's why you can be at ease about uh, your needs. You can be at ease about uh, where your provision is going to come from in the natural. Uh, always know that God has provision for you. He always does. And if we will trust him to lead us to it, uh, we will receive and recover everything. Uh, the, the people of the earth are in recovery mode. You know that the devil stole everything from us, stole our relationship with God. Uh, and, and really, when, when there are certain things that cannot be replaced, you know, like money and things can be replaced. God can give you twice the size of a, a diamond or something as you got the first time somebody stole it, made off with it or whatever. But relationships are not like that. When or, or when your soul is damaged, that means it's something has been stripped from you personally. And so that's not easily replaced. But God promises us that we will recover everything that the enemy stolen. You know, you see the enemy uh, keeping confusion going between people, misunderstandings uh, to cause people to want to drift apart and not be able to love one another and forgive one another, work together, all that kind of thing. And so when Jesus went to the cross, he went there to restore us, number one, to our vertical relationship with God the Father. But then the other part was a horizontal relationship, man to man. And to keep them in the proper order. Once we have right relationship and right fellowship with God, then we have a proper perspective on our relationships with one another. And so these are things that, that God has promised in his full recovery package. So he takes care of our, our main problem first, and that is sin. Uh, sin's a darkness and a blindness that shrouds each human soul. We're born in that, shaped in iniquity. And then Jesus comes and starts to enlighten us and bring us light, bring us understanding uh, about who we are, about our fellow man. Um, I'm a lot less nervous about people than I used to be. I hope you are too. Because God's given me a piece about how we are so uh, much alike as human beings. How we all have the same wants, needs, desires basically. How we're frustrated in getting those needs fulfilled. All of those things. It kind of brings it into to right perspective for you. So you don't get the impression that there's people that are taking advantage of you or this world isn't fair the things that make you want to quit and drop out uh, get to be less real to you as you walk with God and so I believe that God brings us into our true identity once we're saved and we're born again and if we'll continue to focus on him and the word we'll get a clearer and clearer picture of who we really are 
And so I believe that the church really doesn't know her own strength just yet. I think we don't know who we really are fully uh, because part of it is is the biggest part of it is God's revelation of it to us. And so because this is a faith a life that we live we explore the life of faith and we step into our true identity by stepping out and doing things by faith just obeying the leading of God and then we find out that we're not weak that we're not uh, 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 forlorn we're not downcast we're not hopeless we're not helpless uh, we're not fatherless and so and when those things start to come into us those are the things that we really need to strengthen us we need a proper identity about ourselves and we need to be able to understand our relationship with God and how that's going to carry us through every single thing that we have to go through so never be discouraged about your natural situation because you are in full recovery mode amen we recover little bits amen we'll recover a little bit of time and then sometimes we come upon great things that we recover uh, in the life that we're living here in God but always understand that more is coming uh, more fulfillment is coming more recovery of who you really are what you're called to be Uh, all of those things are in process getting greater and greater in our lives the path of the righteous the Bible says is as a shining light it goes brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until that perfect day so that's full recovery when you can see everything you can pretty much receive everything and so when we are able to see as God sees for us then we'll be uh, able to receive everything so have no fear don't let your heart get gripped with fear Uh, don't let the enemy start to threaten you about uh, uh, taking from you you know your possessions your loved ones your relationships all that stuff If, if if you can just keep keep faith in God and understand that you are yet to recover everything you're still in recovery mode uh, then your life of faith will be a, a joyful life and, and not without problems but we're overcomers and so you'll keep that in mind as well in first Samuel verse uh, chapter 30 I want to talk to you some about full recovery and how it operates uh, David this is toward the end of his uh, his uh, estrangement, or I would say, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Mr. Harrison Ford, you know, who I just love. <laughs> the fugitive, right? <laughs> David David was a fugitive uh, for a period. Uh, some some uh, theologians think about 17 years. This war between he and the Saul, house of Saul went on. You know that David had been anointed king of Israel, but he was not set in that position because Saul resisted God, and of course resisted God's chosen. And so <clears throat> David has been gathering together there are certain people uh, that follow him because how many of you know uh, I don't care who it is some people know the anointing and sometimes there's some rough people but they know when God's on somebody and they know the favor of God when they see it on a person and they know strength and they they're attracted to those things and so there David always seems to have a, an army gathered around him but it's kind of like a guerrilla army uh, at one point he He's friends with a Philistine uh, uh, king and this this king then 
wants David to depart from them. He's been running back and forth to Philistine strongholds. He's been running to see the prophet or the priest, whoever could give him a word. He's just been living by what I call his spiritual wits. Not so much his natural wits, but also his spiritual wits. Because above all things, David trusts and loves God. And so he comes to a, a end of his relationship, uh, this on and off running back and forth to Philistine camps. Uh, when when the king <coughs> King Achish uh, releases him and tells him that David, you can't follow us anymore. You know the the rest of the Philistine kings are going to be mad at me if I keep having company with you. And so he gives David a city called Ziklag. Ziklag really that word means winding. And, and really it was a, a place that actually was settled by the tribe of Judah. It didn't belong to the Philistines. How many of you know when folks steal, they steal everything? And so they had stolen this city and then he gives it back to David. How many of you know David's already in recovery mode and doesn't even realize it? Amen. Sometimes you can be in recovery mode and not realize what God's doing and not realize the recovery that's going on. And so here David has received the city and in, uh, chapter 30 verse 1 it says it came to pass when David and his men were coming to Ziklag on the third day the Amalekites had invaded it and they had stripped that city <coughs> and and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women that were therein they didn't kill any either great or small but carried them away now David and his men don't really know this this is the interesting thing sometimes about the writers of the word they they tell what's in their minds and, and sometimes it's yet to be revealed it looks though like everybody's been taken away but they don't know if they're going to be killed later they just don't know and this is really really torture for somebody who's missing a loved one that they don't know is dead or alive it's it's never happened to me and I thank God for that but there's so much uh, estrangement now between people between loved ones and so David in in the rest of the armies and the people that have returned in verse 4 it says they wept and uh, the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept and they had no more power to weep David's two wives were taken captive Ahinoam the Jezreelite and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite now Abigail was a high value woman I don't know about this other chick, but you know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Abigail, you want. That's what I'm talking about. She was a prophetess. She was also a, a woman of wealth because she had, uh, you know, a crazy husband who was very wealthy and he dropped dead. And a very sad story. However, she picked up and went, <laughs> she picked up and went on off with David one day. And there, there we have the end of the story is. <laughs> but I'm Bob. I wish I had a drummer here. No, I don't. We won't do that. <laughs> but anyway, him, him. David was greatly distressed, and the people then start started talking about stoning him. And so, how many of you know when you're a leader and things aren't going well, everybody blames you, right? And so, <clears throat> but David did something that's interesting that sometimes we talk about it laugh about it but I dare you to try it encourage yourself in the Lord your God he went off by himself amen and did that thing that David always did when there was trouble in his life 
he began to minister to himself and unto the Lord and he was able to come out of that and it's it's good to go to God in faith go to God encouraged and go to God with something other than just depression problems and woes remember Job when he was on his deathbed and had all these visitors come and heaping more problems on top of him etc and etc and so God told Job to get himself up array yourself like a man you know put on some clothes and talk to me and see we think that's mean because Job was you know had all them boils and all this stuff was wrong with him and you know as humans we want to feel sorry for people well you don't feel sorry for somebody who doesn't know their own strength yet see this is the way the church is we don't know our own strength we sit around we mope we whine we cry we carry on because we don't know our own strength and if we would stay in the presence of the Lord the knowledge of that strength would come to us even quicker yeah, why do we have to wait until somebody calls and say, the Lord put you on my heart. I've been praying for you. Well, you need to encourage yourself. The same thing they're doing, you can do for yourself. You just need to get in the habit of doing that. You have all the resources that you need for full recovery, at least to stay in a place where you can get revelation and knowledge from God. Why don't you ladies come on over here? Come on over. Praise God. You get knowledge and revelation from God because it's so important to get that. See, if you never get knowledge and revelation, you'll never know if the recovery for you is coming. You'll never know when it's coming. You'll never know how it's coming. You'll never know if it's coming. And so until you get to the point where you can encourage yourself in the Lord and get yourself back in the spirit, get your faith intact, get your strength back up. This is what you need so that you can hear what God has to say. God doesn't talk to whiners. I got news for you. He'll wait until you get that whine out of you and you get up and act like somebody who knows God. And so this was David's strength. This was how he managed his life. This is how he kept going. This is how he was able to prove himself as a leader. You don't want to follow a leader who, who feels worse than you do most of the time. You got me telling you to pray for me. You know, that kind of thing. You, you, they're not going very far. That's all I can tell you. When they start dialing 911, you get up and you go you someplace else, okay? Because you, you can do better. But, but it says, David inquired at the Lord, verse 8, saying, shall I pursue? Now, this is something, folks. He didn't ask, where's my wife? What you going to do for me? How am I going to make it? He said, shall I get up and fall? Because it's in my heart to go and get my stuff. You got me? That's in everybody's heart. And if you don't fight the real enemy, you'll wind up making enemies of people that you need to be in fellowship with. That's why we have so much trouble in the church. We have people with problems and instead of them getting in the word and getting counsel and doing things the right way, they want to start picking at everybody. Well, you know, they don't let you off on Saturdays. I get so sick of hearing that. I said, I have, because we have church on Saturday, I've saved you more money than you can even know. Because them malls don't know you no more. 
Mm-hmm. It keeps you from backsliding and going out on Friday night. See, you, you, my dad used to say that. He said, if we could get over the weekend, we could be some people. You know, he drank on the weekend. He just had a lot of wisdom, but, you know, not much power to carry it out. But, uh, you know, we bust your weekend all up, you know. We don't play that stuff, you know, You know, let you come in a, a, for a real quick one on Wednesday and then come on Sunday after you know, party Friday and Saturday. No, 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 no. <laughs> we keeps your weekend totally tied up. <laughs> you can be clean and sober for the whole, just a thought. But, you know, people can find fault with some of the smallest things. Just, you know, little things they nitpick about, you know, well, well you know, uh, one thing I, I hear this a lot. They don't let you do nothing over there. I'll let you do anything you want to do, huh, that you can do. But see, people that say that aren't really capable of doing what they want to do. You got me? Everybody wants to be the next. You know what I'm saying. They're not everybody's. You know, go witness to your neighbor. You want to jump in a pulpit and, and preach in front of strangers and scare to your neighbor. You scared to go over there and offer them Jesus. Well, you know, I don't want to fear nobody. <laughs> Doug Dynasty guy got more confidence than he could care less. <laughs> we need to be the same way. Praise God. So anyway, David inquired of the Lord and asked the Lord the right question. When you go to God and you're in trouble and you've suffered loss and lack, you need to know the right question to ask. And that is, shall I go after my stuff? When do I go after my stuff? When can I have it? Somebody threatens to take your job from you. God, you gave me this job. What do I do to hold on to it? You give me the next step of full recovery. Instead of going home crying and upset. Well, they don't like me. No, and they probably won't. What has that got to do with you doing a good job and getting a paycheck? This is the kingdom is not a popularity contest, folks. I know we think that from the way a lot of people operate in it, but this is not a popularity contest. Amen. It doesn't. They, you know, it doesn't matter how many likes you get on Facebook. <laughs> I keep liking myself. <laughs> I gotta get it up to <laughs> like myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But be we can go off after some really foolish things. Not and get distracted and get off track because we don't keep in mind what God really has for us. And he has in mind for us full recovery. Now let me tell you the three areas where God wants full recovery in. Number one, recovery of your city. Amen. Full recovery of your city. David had been given Ziklag. In fact, Ziklag belonged to the tribe of Judah which he was one of, it had been given back to him and now the Amalekites are trying to steal it back again. And so David needs to recover that entire city. 
the entire city. And that's what we're going after here. We're recovering the entire city and surrounding areas. The other thing was the re recovery of its inhabitants. That is, there are no uh, throwaway people involved here. Everybody's valuable. That the inhabitants would dwell in safety. That they would have good health. Freedom to prosper and live their lives. And the other area was recovery, full recovery of its possessions. That is the industry, the schools and property. Wealth and growth in those areas. God wants you to recover all of those. So when David asked the Lord, shall I pursue after this troop and will I get victory over them? He answered him, pursue. God did not think about it, waste any time. He didn't have to fast for 40 days to get an answer. He said, pursue for you will surely overtake them. Any enemy that is stealing from us, from our property, our children, our families, our schools, anything, we shall overtake them and we shall recover everything. Amen. That's a, that's a promise from God. So David went, verse 9, he and his 600 men that were with him and came to the brook where there of where those that were left behind stayed. So there were some people who were too weak to make the journey. And let me show you how good God is. The Bible says that he gives a, a more uh, attractiveness to the feeble parts of the body. He gives to the less comely, gives more abundant comeliness, that kind of th thing. And so God values the what we consider the weak and the feeble very much. You see it now, like it used to be where, where if you had a child that had Down syndrome, you know, it was institutionalized, uh, your child. And then God begins to raise people up that have a voice that will speak for people like that. And this is what he did with David. He raises David up who has a voice to speak up for the weak. And that's very, very important because if you're going to have full recovery, you're recovering not just what you think is valuable, but you're recovering what God feels is valuable. And so nobody's left out in full recovery. Everybody's valuable. Everybody's worth something. And so <clears throat> they were too weak to go over. Verse 11, they found an Egyptian in the field, brought him to David and gave him bread. And he did eat and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs, two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. So he was so dehydrated, weak and feeble that he was near death. Now, how many of you know some people would have just killed him or just let him starve and left him stay there? But somehow God pointed this man out as valuable to them. Be careful to, to have God's eye about what's valuable. You got me? Always see people as valuable, not throw away, not trouble, not easily discarded, but we're all valuable to God. At one point, we were new in the things of God, and we didn't do everything right, and we didn't know everything. 
and so God had mercy on us and he taught us and he groomed us and so those of us who know better need to nurture those that need nurturing you know it's just it's just the way things are we take care of one another in God's kingdom we do we take care of the body of Christ and so it's very very important that we do these things there are some churches that that don't even want people like us in there you got me because we're not we don't drive a big enough car we don't have a big enough house we don't have a big enough offering you got me understand that stuff and so we're discouraged from being in the company of some people and I'm glad for it I'd rather be around a, a gatekeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell with all them crazy people you know you see pastors you know with the the 16 year old daughter having a sweet 16 party on television and all this kind of stuff and spending up all this kind of money that's not necessary for a child of God they already got the greatest thing in the world make your children appreciate what God has given them in the person of Jesus Christ and quit trying to be so much like the world so we have to learn how to value what God values have an eye for the value of the things the way God sees them so they bring this this you know revive this gentleman and then they find out that he is a key to full recovery some of the people that we will help along the way some of the people that we will give sustenance to and things like that will be keys for us to full recovery so and God tests us in these things he tells us to love everybody love them the way you want to be loved love them the way you love yourself give the best to them like you give the best to yourselves and so these are tests for us to see if we'll see that that the way of love and the way of righteousness is a key now imagine though being David and his followers in the mood that they're in see there's their stuff has been ripped off they've been taken advantage of they want to get even with somebody they got retaliation on their minds but yet they have enough self-control to bend down and help somebody who is helpless and value that man's life and so amen and God returns in kind to them so don't forget to show love when you're in recovery mode I know it's hard sometimes and we think it's so you know it's we didn't been ripped off and why don't it work for us like it worked for so and so you don't know what's working for other people you know a lot of times people come in with peace and joy and stuff on them and they don't have a dime but they're rich as far as they're concerned amen and so we have to really understand to hold on to God's ways if you can be a loving person even under pressure that is so valuable to God that's so valuable to God that means that you've come to a, a higher plateau in your love for God he squished all of the mean out of you and now there's nothing left almost but love and so love will come out and help people so hold on to your Christianity even when you're going through a rough time you just hold on to God and so they, they began to speak to this man and they find out he's he's been with the Amalekites he's a servant of one of the Amalekite uh, Amalekites and so David asks him if he can show them where where they are sometimes if you stop to do something out of the way of where you're going you might find you get to where you're going easier faster and 
see you might be in a hurry to get something done or do something and somebody asks you stops you and asks you you know and you wind up having to pray for somebody you know it happened to you in the supermarket or any place like that and you're just in there wanting to get your groceries and wanting to get out of there and you might even smile at somebody and God stops you okay and it's on and so if you can 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 uh stop and give that prayer or give that ministry or whatever it is you'll find that the rest of your road that you thought was going to be a challenge gets easier amen because the grace of God that's allowed you to do that is still upon you the favor of God comes in when we put others first instead of ourselves and so David asked him if he can bring him down to this company and he said swear to me by God that you won't kill me or deliver me into the hands of my master and I will bring you down to this company. So he begins to join forces with them so they, they gained a convert in this guy. You understand what I'm saying? When he says swear to me that I belong to you. That's what he's saying. He says I don't want to be with them anymore. Don't kill me. I'll stay with you. Whatever you want me to do, I'll take you down there, whatever you want. So here we have somebody who's now a convert, and he'll follow them for the rest of the time. When he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing. Now, don't that make you mad? You paying for somebody else's party, in other words. I mean, that's that's what the enemy does. He will take try to take the wealth of the the uh, righteous and squander it on nothing living when righteous people are struggling and and wanting to hold on to what they have and so <clears throat> they had taken so much stuff that they just stopped and started squandering it that's why a lot of times God doesn't answer some of our prayers because too much at one time leads to waste you got me keep your money on its assignment let let yourself be faithful in what you have your money won't have you you'll have it and it won't mess you up it will help you and you'll be able to help somebody else with the wealth that God gives you and it says in verse 17 David smote them from the twilight until the evening of the next day I mean this brother was on point huh just killing up enemies all day and all night it's amazing sometimes when you and and i think about when i think about that i think about the realm of prayer sometimes in the realm of prayer when the holy spirit is working with you it's almost like you can sit and and have prayed for an hour and it's almost like you didn't pray 10 minutes or 15 minutes you understand what i'm saying that time in in spiritual activity especially activity with authority and strengthen it somehow that really never wears you out you know you just never get tired huh my mother used to tell us that sometimes she said I'll get tired of whipping yo you know what you know what I'm saying (laughs) please you know she do her thing but she tried to make like it didn't wear her out at all she could do that all day and all night and that's the way David and his men were and it says David recovered verse 18 he recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives had to take both of them okay because as he is this is no opportunity for any of y'all to get amnesia about who belongs to you huh 
you know your your little heathen kids and one that obeys and the one that don't obey you gotta take both of them when you find them over there right recovery full recovery so you recover that that's dear to your heart and that's it not quite so you understand what i'm saying but whatever it is it's yours Go take it home. God gave it to you. So go get it and take it home with you and keep it. And so whatever it is that was taken away from them. God would much rather see his children with too much than to see the devil with any of it. You got me? He is not for the devil keeping anything that doesn't belong to him. So he will not let a thief. You know, people will say, well, you know, uh, the kings of Israel were forbidden to have more than one wife. You know, uh, so God, what was God going to do with them? Huh? Who was he going to give them to? So he had to release these things back to David because right or wrong, they were David's possessions. You got me? So he'd rather see his children with what they have gotten than to see the devil come and take anything. Verse 19, there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, dead and bad kids again, neither spoil nor anything that, that, that had, they had taken to them. David recovered all. When you serve God, your stuff is preserved, folks. The, the one thing I, I had to, to train myself and then I started to teach people in the ministry to, to when they were missing something. Number one, don't accuse somebody of stealing it. Because it barely belongs to you anyway. You know, we do all kind of raggedy living and stuff like that and think we're going to hold on to everything. You understand what I'm saying? He can get away from you anytime. Sometimes you serve God and worship. Sometimes you don't. You got me? The other thing you have to do is never confess that it is lost. And if you will hold on to it by the spirit, God would lead you to where it is. Why? Because he holds on to it for us. You got to believe that, saints. Don't go around here mad at people and tan up the house and... You know, I was, uh, the other night, I was going to tell what I was doing, feeding my face. For some reason, I, I don't know, when, if I finish preaching, I eat like a pig, you know, I do it anyway, but I'm a nibbler. I always think, well, I'm not going to eat a whole big meal, but I nibble like crazy. And so I was on the way home. Howard was driving me. And so I felt I, I wear three little pinky rings and the top one is the tight one. It holds the other ones on. And somehow I felt the other two slip and I saw, oh man, I lost my the guard ring on here. And so I told Howard about it. I said, Howard, you know what? I said, I'm going to go back here and look a little bit. I said, but I believe God's got my ring somewhere. He's going to find me. <laughs> so anyway. It wasn't in the, it wasn't in the van. It wasn't so I just let it go. Well, <laughs> I won't tell. I'll tell. What I was in. I was over Gigi's house for for uh, New Year's Eve, and I was in her bed because I didn't want to get up and do nothing. So I had sneaked a a, a bag of peanut brittle. That was my peanut brittle from the car, and I'm fishing in there for my peanut brittle. And guess what was in the bottom of the bags? My ring. My ring was right there in the. <laughs> <laughs> Even in your sin, in your disobedience to Atkins and everybody else, because <laughs> my faith, <laughs> no. but you know what? God loves me. 
I know he loves me. And he shows he loves me on a continual basis. And the ring, this is not an expensive ring. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's mine. Don't belong to nobody else. Don't belong to the garbage people. Don't belong to nobody. It's mine. So God made sure I received it. So I recovered Oh, so and you can do the same way. You got to govern your your faith, though. Keep your faith out there for full recovery. Don't let the devil have it by saying it's lost. And ah, I know somebody stole it. Somebody, somebody was shaking my hand too hard today. I remember your left hand and your pinky finger. Come on now. So, so you've got to keep your faith intact for these things. They belong to you. God's promised you full recovery. So you recover, number one, your city. So the Ziklag had been deserted by them. They pitched camp there. And so they recovered their city. Next was their possessions. And so David got his wives back. Verse 20, it says, it's in verse 19, there was nothing lacking to them. Nothing. God keeps up with everything. We serve the God of the lost and the found. And so he will find it for you. He'll lead you to it. If you will be patient with that and let God work. And so there was nothing lacking. Small nor great. Sons nor daughters. Spoil nor anything they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and herds which they drove before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. So he was able to pull what belonged to him out of all the spoil. As the leader, you are entitled to something. You got me? It's not always about the people all the time. And David, because God wants to bless everybody. And so it says he came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David. Now these are the weak ones. Many times we despise weakness because we feel like, well, we're doing all the work and they don't do anything. Or why do they have an easy ride? You know how it is when you get to sinning, looking at what somebody else isn't doing. You just continue obeying God, you know, if that's what you're doing. And so it says they were too weak, though so faint they couldn't follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then, then answered all the wicked men of Belial. Now these are some men that followed David, but their hearts weren't toward serving God. Be careful when there's, there's uh, plenty around and, and there's always selfish people who want to grab more than what they're entitled to. You got me? There's, there's always that, that, that hoarding thing, you know, want to grab more. And so you don't let those people have their way because God has an order to things. He has a way he wants to distribute so that everybody is able to receive what's for them good leaders don't let people just squander things they understand and can hear from God how things are to be parceled out how they're to be shared so that everybody has enough when we serve our meals we make sure we give everybody uh, an equal portion and if there's more left over some people are hungrier than others they come back for seconds and so there's always abundance but we don't let people come through and then grab I've seen this before where they grab every you know like that's what turns me off about these buffets like old country buffet and stuff people go grab everything leave half the food on the plate and throw it away just because there's abundance there yeah. 
Well, if there's abundance as a child of God, you need to be able to set an example for people. Put that chicken in your pocketbook. Oh, excuse me. Oops, wrong, wrong buffet. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I was in Vegas for a minute. Sorry about no wrong buffet. But you know what I'm talking about. We we should be discreet in everything. <laughs> and we're we're not gluttons. We shouldn't look like them either. So amen. Alright. So David came to those men needing these other wicked dudes that didn't want them to have anything. And they're telling David, well don't give them anything because they didn't go with us. So we won't give them anything. We got all this stuff and we'll sit here and eat it right in front of them and, and you know, really base them out. And so they just wanted to give a little bit to every, not a full portion. And so David said, you shall not do this. He says, with, with what the Lord has given us, the Lord who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hands. In other words, as good as God's been to you, and you're going to try and deprive somebody of part of that, say it ain't so. It's not the way to operate. When God has blessed you, you don't become a hoarder. You become more generous because he's blessed you. And he says, verse 24, for who will hearken to you in this matter? But as his part is that goes down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarries with the stuff. I mean, these people are back here, but because they stayed behind, what we left behind is safe too. And so everybody has a part, everybody has a function, everybody's equally important in God's eyes. Says, and it was so from that day forward, David made it a law. You got me? He said, "Uh uh-uh, we don't treat people like that. When God's blessed us, we make sure that we have. And it goes in keeping with God's God's word. It says, eat the fat, drink. For his holidays, when he set forth a holy day for the nation of Israel, they were to eat the fat, drink the sweet. Nah, I can have have my pig foot. And send portions to those who aren't able or who are feeble or aren't able to come to the party. You know, give them a doggy bag and all that too. So praise God. You know, we have elderly neighbors and in, in, in elderly like I ain't one, right? But you know, we have neighbors and when whenever we have a cookout, we always send food over to them and make sure that they are taken care of. I wouldn't dare, you know, try to get comfortable and not offer that. And so he says, because God's given us so much, you know, and it says it was from that day forward. He made an ordinance in Israel. And David came to Ziklag and sent of the spoil to the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. We ought to all be able to partake of that. When we beat the devil up and get get what's coming to us, what's rightfully ours, we ought to make sure everybody gets a chance to participate. Get to know what that's like, you know, to be able to say we got victory over our enemy and then we we gain this. So to them that were in Bethel and, and them that were in the south and all he he. This area stretched so far, he took particular care to make sure that all of the tribes, uh, all the cities in Judah got equal amounts of that spoil. And, And there was no place where he didn't bless people, where he could remember to bless people. 
He did the same thing with with uh, Saul's um, grandchildren. He was able to find uh, those kids because he had a covenant with their dad Jonathan to take care of them. And they thought David was hunting them down to kill them, but he was really hunting them down to bless them. And so that's the kind of God that we serve. He hunts us down to bless us, not to to do us evil. And so when we get our victory in this city to the full, when we start seeing it coming in, remember the people that haven't had an opportunity to have much. Continue to pray for them to get their full portion of the spoil because when we have full recovery from God, everybody has enough and there's an overflow blessing when God gives us full recovery amen there's enough more than enough for everybody to be blessed amen all right why don't we stop father in heaven we thank you for the word today thank you that we are people we are in full recovery mode we are in process of full recovery our recovery is in motion as we continue to move toward the things of God I thank you father that full recovery is coming to your people and that your people are blessed and they are helped in every way I thank you Lord for blessing us thank you Lord for helping us thank you Lord for keeping us from all danger and all harm and all things seen unseen and imagined and we bless you Lord and thank you that we dwell in peace and safety in Jesus name amen praise God amen 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 praise God praise God praise God praise God well our servers are fixing us some hors d'oeuvres and whoever's assigned to do that you want to get over there now so you can get started on it and uh, if anybody wants prayer you can come on up for prayer praise God need prayer prayer for anything on an individual basis that we haven't covered already come on up for prayer praise God Thank you.